My name is Sarah Dudnitz, and you're listening to PR Hangover, a public relations podcast brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter. All right, so I'm here with Dalton Terpstra. Do you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast. Of course. So fun. We didn't have a podcast when I was uh, in school. Um, So I went to Grand Valley, of course. I studied advertising and public relations with a focus on public relations. Um, I am currently living in Chicago with my husband and my dog, uh, where I work for Italy, which is an Italian restaurant marketplace combination um, that's about 63,000 square feet. So I do marketing and communications um, for our Chicago location. So that encompasses, of course, media relations, but also um, everything in the digital space. So social media, website, ads, um, and that kind of thing. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I know it was a bit of a drive, but we're, we're happy to have you. So what made you interested or how did you sort of end up in this industry that you're working in? Yeah, I think when you're in school, you always have a have an idea you're going to be in fashion or you're going to be in um, travel or working for a PR agency, um, maybe even in the nonprofit space, which is actually what I was imagining myself to be in, was doing something along those lines in nonprofits. And then um, my junior year, I studied abroad in Italy at the end of the year, um, and I fell in love with Italy. I took Italian as my language, and I went there. It was only five weeks, but really it was a pretty life-changing experience just in those five weeks. And then after that, I actually didn't apply for any jobs until actually the night that I submitted my final project to Adrian Wallace is the <laughs> night that I started applying for uh, jobs. And that was because I um, was working towards winning an award with PR Week um, for the student of the year. So I didn't want to apply for jobs and then not know or not have this award that maybe I was going to have in order to get a better job or take an offer early that wasn't as good as an offer that I could have gotten later on. So I was like procrastinating and all my friends were getting job offers and some of them had had offers since November and they all thought I was crazy because I hadn't been applying for jobs and I thought I was a little crazy because I hadn't been applying for jobs too. Um, And so I found the job for Italy um, and actually I'd only been there once. I really didn't even fully comprehend the concept or what it was, but I applied online on a whim. Um, And then it all kind of fell into place after that. So after learning a little bit more about the company and what I'd be doing, being a student that studied Italian as a language, studied abroad in Italy, studied PR and advertising to get an entry-level role doing PR and communications for an in-house organization of that size um, seemed to be like the perfect experience. So I wasn't really looking for food and beverage, but it's what I found and it's what I've enjoyed being part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so too, like I would you know, advise people who are looking for jobs, just keep your options open. Like mm-hmm. don't pigeonhole yourself into one thing because you may not even realize that you have a passion for something if you don't ever explore it. Yeah. So when you were in college, you said you sort of thought about nonprofit and things like that. Did you see yourself working in-house or for a larger firm? Did you like sort of have an idea or were you just more open? You know, I don't remember really having an idea. Um, I did interview with a few firms uh, when I was right after I graduated. Um, There were some that were in New Jersey and New York. Um, and then of course in Chicago too, but working in house is really interesting. Um, even now I think it's really helpful because when you work for a firm, it's super important that you also know your clients. Mm Um, I recently watched an interview of Al Golan talking about what they look for in their people. And he talked about the fact that 
they want people that know their client's business as well or better than they do. So when you're in-house, you really get an opportunity to really know the business and understand what makes it tick and how it works. Um, and then that in turn makes you a better communicator because if you understand how something operates, you can communicate it that much better because you have that initial understanding. Um, so I think being in-house to start is also really, and I'll set me up for success because now moving forward, I have that knowledge of the fact that you really do need to know your client's business no matter what it is. I think back to when I was in Grand PR and our clients, I mean, we knew a bit about them, but now I think back and I'm like, we could have known so much more. Mm -hmm. uh, we, worked, we worked with the Humane Society of um, Southwest Michigan, West Michigan. Um, but they, I mean, we could have been volunteering there every week. We could have been knowing their business a lot better, understanding how we can help them so much more. So I would encourage people who are looking to join an agency or looking to go in-house, no matter what, just remember that fact that you you really, really have to understand the industry, whatever you're in, if it's consumer or healthcare or nonprofit. Yeah. Um, That's good advice for us grand PR folks too. <laughs> yeah, do your research and spend time. I mean, if it's a business that has a shop, like go visit the shop, you know, keep an eye on all of their different avenues and opportunities. That's awesome. So remind me how long you've been with Italy now. I've been there for almost five years. Five years. That's awesome. So what would you say is one of the biggest challenges you've had to face um, in that time? So, of course, I work for an international company. So there's, there's a cultural piece of that, too, which I wouldn't necessarily say is a big challenge, but it's something that is there um, mm -hmm. and something you have to adapt to. Um, but also the biggest challenge probably is just learning, because when you're talking about like I said, it was a new industry. I, I wasn't in food and beverage before. I didn't understand how restaurants operate or how retail, how operations work for retail of bringing products in across, you know, across seas to get here. Um, so I think a big challenge is that learning curve of just understanding and being curious and asking questions about everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you should never be afraid to ask questions. Of course, make sure that you don't you didn't, it's not that you just didn't listen. That's why you right. don't know. But ask a question, you know, and learn something new, and get curious about it, no matter what what industry it's in, um, because that is something that will take a while to adapt to. But once you learn, it makes you that much more powerful. What is one thing about this career that you wouldn't have expected when you first started out? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about this question, and of course, there's a lot of things. Um, as I told you before we started, I do media relations, but I also dive into digital and the website and paid media, um, owned media. And the biggest thing that was a shock to me when I first started working in Chicago, I mean, I started at Italy fresh out of school. So I'm, I graduated here in April. I started my job at the end of May um, and I had no media contacts. In fact, that was like a line in the job description that said, like ideally the candidate has some media contacts in Chicago mm. and I had none, um, <laughs> which is another thing. Like when you're applying for jobs, don't, don't just like go through and say, Oh, I have nine out of these 10 things. So I can't apply because I don't have 10 out of 10. Just apply because you can always learn and figure things out later. Um, so I didn't have any media contacts. So I had to start from scratch. And what my boss suggested that I do is just start inviting people over for coffee. We have a cafe, we have wine bars, we have restaurants. She was like, I'm gonna go over for whatever they want. If they want lunch, dinner, a drink, coffee, gelato, just have them over. So for like two months, every day I had a coffee date, if not more. I think wow. one day I actually had four and I, at the end of the day I was drinking decaf because I just like couldn't function. 
Um, and, to, and now I don't even drink coffee, so I'm like the worst <laughs> PR person ever. Um, but I remember when I was in school, uh, we had a professor who, who would like tell us that basically the media hates PR people. You hear that a lot too, yeah. Which is not true. It's not true at all. I, I want to like scream that from the mountaintops because it's not true. In fact, I very ran into a reporter last weekend, just like out and about, and she was she introduced me to someone, and she said, "This is Dalton. She's one of the good ones." So they do hate some people, and they because they don't work with them well. But if you work with them well and you t- treat them like human beings that they are, mm-hmm. and you really try to be helpful and you create yourself, I don't know, in a light that you're an asset instead of a burden, um, they'll love you to pieces. Yeah. So. Um, that was one of the things that I learned right at the beginning was that I was so afraid of these reporters and of these journalists. And then I met them and I'm like, we just made small talk for an hour about their kids' school because it's around the corner from our business and we should collaborate on that or something. So you put yourself in a place where you can relate to them like person to person. Um, and then from there on your relationship is just, you know, you're, you're friendly and then you also have your business on the side and you Mm -hmm. can like I said, create yourself as an asset instead of a burden. Yeah. Um, that being said, there are PR people who have really burned those bridges with media, with um, you know, media journalists and reporters. Um, so to be careful. But um, I think just remember your pe- people skills too yeah. within all of that. So I've heard in classes too, sort of, there's that interesting relationship sometimes between PR people and and the media. What do you think it is that caused that? Is it just unethical PR behavior or not treating the media like people or it may be some unethical things um I think that it really probably boils down to not receiving information on time not receiving information that's correct um probably just like like little things that would bother people um not responding to emails on time or asking for deadline extensions and those kinds of things that really just like push people the wrong way um can all add up, right? If you have a someone who works maybe for an agency, and I think this happens more so with agencies than it does with in-house, because in-house, you're directly tied to an organization, and you're mm-hmm. you're also you're also a little bit responsible for the sales of that organization. So my PR efforts efforts are really easy to track to sales, and vice versa. Um, so when you work for an agency, you're like removed, right? You're a third party. You're not you're not on that team. You're you're responsible a little bit, but you're not. You don't have skin in the game as much. Um, so I think from my experience, in-house people are usually the people that like, oh, you know, that's Dalton. She works at Eataly because everyone loves Eataly. If you've been there before, you know, it's very fun. It's very, you know, high energy. It's a place that you don't go out of necessity. You go there because you want to be there. Um, and that results in happy people who want to eat and drink and shop and have fun. Um, so I'm also blessed with that piece that I work for an organization that people really like and enjoy. Um, so, but agencies can be a little different because you're also like trying to pitch different, different clients, different ideas, different um, industries, and that kind of thing. You mentioned that you applied for a job that they wanted you to have media contacts in the area. Um, is there a way that we, as students, can start? building media contacts or is that something that you would say just once you are in that job you have to start doing or I mean I feel like it would be a little out of the blue if you tried to like connect with people right um but what looking back what I could have been doing is and granted everything for me happened very fast mm-hmm. um between taking the job and knowing that I was going to Chicago to do food and beverage but if you know that you're going to end up in New York City and you're going to be doing healthcare PR or you're going to be doing um 
finance or something, just start reading up on articles and paying attention to the bylines. Who's writing the articles? What are they about? Um, and even just researching who the top editors are, making that shortlist so that when you are ready to start talking to people, you know these are the top six people that I want to talk to in New York City. These are the these are the people that I really need to get in with, and they need to know my name, and they need to know that I'm here mm-hmm. to be an asset to them and to help them. Because really, what you're what you're doing when you're talking to a journalist is helping them do their job. Mm-hmm. That's all they need from you. They don't need you to pitch them stories that you could never possibly imagine being a headline. They want you to pitch some stories that, that you have thought through and that you think would be a good fit for them. And they that's how you build a good relationship is that you're pitching them things that make sense and that you've actually done the hard work behind the scenes to make it into a story. Right. Make um, their job easier. Right. That's literally your job is to make yeah. the jobs of journalists easier um, and to provide them everything that they need, photos, quotes, all the information and of course reporters and things of like you know investigative journalists they're going to do research on top of that mm-hmm. but it's our initial job to kind of craft the message and explain what we're looking for mm-hmm. um and then that can also help move the story along because i i can't tell you how many times i've like sent a release or sent out a pitch and they pretty much just put that out there like i because because i've thought through all the information that they need and they don't put it out word for word but like they're not adding extra things or asking more questions because we've given right. them everything that they need and they can then just in turn give it to their audience mm-hmm. um, that's interested in the topic. Yeah. What, I know you told me sort of before we started, you do a lot of things, no day is ever the same, but what is, like if you had to pick a favorite part of your job, what would it be? Um, yeah, no day is for sure ever the same. Um, and that's, I mean, I don't know if that's just me or if that's just the world these days. Um, <laughs> But every day is something different. I feel like I go into work thinking I'm going to do one thing and I end up doing that plus 10 other things that I did not have on my radar. Um, one of the newest things I've been doing in the last couple of years is influencer relations. Um, which I don't know if you guys are even really talking about it in school or, or not. You're shaking your starting head. Starting to. Yeah, okay. starting to. Um, which, I mean, it's not a thing that, like, we didn't have any social media classes mm-hmm. when I was in school. And now I, it's probably Huge part 40% of, yeah. of what I do yeah. um, with no real you know, tactical training on how that operates. But I think that's another section or another like piece of the puzzle that you just have to keep learning every day because things change so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my favorite things I do is um, influencer relations because it's just really fun. It's another time that you get to use your people skills and relate to people. Um, and they're people that if you keep on your good side, that they are in, in turn going to, you know, create good content. They're going to send you their things on time for approval. They're going to you know, go the extra mile to make their content that much better for your organization. So over the past couple of years, I've been able to establish some influencer relationships um, in Chicago, but also a little bit broader into the Midwest too. Um, but my main, main focus is on influencers in Chicago within the food, beverage, lifestyle, and travel um, kind of arenas. You sort of hit on this with influencer relations being a big part of your job now, but do you see any public relations trends or anything um, recently that's sort of changing your work and changing what you do? I, yeah, I mean, in school, of course, we write a lot of news releases, press releases, whatever you want to call them. Um, But I've probably written 12 news releases in five years. years, Yeah. Um, So I would say it's a skill that you need to, you need to have because it's also a way that that you can, I don't know, the process of writing a press release is to put in all the information that's necessary. You have your quote, you have your links. If it's, if it's digital, you have, you know, all of the information is there. Um, 
but I really rarely send out a news release for a pitch. Like I send an email saying, you know, even yesterday I sent an email to someone saying, um, hey, are you going to do this roundup again this year? If you are, I'm going to send you some details. They respond back and say yes or no. And then I send them the information if it's yes. If not, you know, then I didn't just like add an extra email to their inbox or extra work to my plate right. to create something for them that doesn't actually exist or need to exist. Um, so I think we're moving away from that traditional news release piece, but that could also, again, be a trend that's more in lifestyle, travel, food, and beverage because finances and companies that are publicly traded are still putting out a lot of releases and different, you know, news alerts and that kind of thing. Um, so I think there's a, there's still a need for the news release, the press release, but I think with your everyday pitching of more lifestyle, you know, pieces that you're trying to place is, is definitely more just casual pitches, emails, mm -hmm. even phone calls. So you're coming to talk to PRSSA tonight and we're so excited. Um, what is one of the biggest pieces of advice that you would give to college students who are getting ready to work in PR? Um, that's a big question. <laughs> um, you can do more than one if you want. Well, it's just such a broad field. And I think that it, it like having a degree in public relations doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing media relations. Mm -hmm. I think that gets confused a lot of the times because um, as we move into this more broad marketing communications industry, which is really what PR kind of falls under in the real, in the, in the real world. Um, I mean, you'll see positions for digital or marketing roles that they're looking for someone with a degree in PR because people who have a degree in PR have an understanding of how to communicate things to different audiences. They understand the, the fact that you can't tweet the same thing that you're going to put in a news release. You can't, you know, put something on, um, on the website that you're not, that's going to be pitched to the media. Like everything kind of requires a little bit different messaging. And I think PR students understand that because that's what we're designed to that's do. What do that's, right. that's what we understand is, you know, the best route. Um, so I think that your, your degree in PR opens you up to a lot of different opportunities. And I think sometimes we pigeonhole ourselves into this idea that we're going to sit at a desk at an agency and be calling news desks and be, you know, dealing with celebrities and all of these things. And in reality, you can be doing so much more than that. And your skill set is so much broader than that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think um, in general, when you're looking for jobs and when you're looking at what to do in the future, think through how, how, how do my skills kind of fall over what this company needs or what this organization needs or this client um, and help them across the board, not just with media relations. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Awesome. Yeah, totally. If you could go back and talk to yourself at 20 years old, what advice would you give yourself? So when I was 20, I was just finishing up at, or I, or I just started at Grand Valley because I was a transfer student. I, I did two years at community college and then I did two years here at Grand Valley. And um, I barely knew what I wanted to do with my life. I had gone to Ball State University as a freshman in, high school, er, in college um, to study architecture. And I was there for about three weeks. And then I withdrew very fast. Um, the, or actually, actually, the order in which it happened is that I went to a few classes. I decided I didn't want to do it. I was miserable. I withdrew from my classes and then I called my mom <laughs> and I was like, so I'm coming home. This is not working for me. I need to figure out something else. And back then everybody had told me that I should go into hospitality, that I should be an event planner or something. And I felt that was a little bit, not that there's not a need for event planners in life because there are. Um, but for me, I thought that that was, that wasn't, I was, I could do more than that. Like I wasn't just going to be an event planner or 
um, do something in hospitality, which in hindsight, I'm basically an event planner now. So um, <laughs> that's another thing that I end up doing. Everything kind of comes everything together. Comes back, yeah, everything comes back together. Um, so when I was 20, I was really just understanding what PR was. And I did a lot of informative interviews when I was in community college because I had a great counselor um, there in Kalamazoo. And she told me, she connected me with a bunch of people from like the WK Kellogg Foundation um, to talk about communications and PR. And she's the one that first introduced me to what PR is. And looking back, like I had really had no clue what I was getting myself into. Um, And even, I think even when I graduated, I didn't fully understand what I was getting myself into because now that I see what I knew then and what I know now, it's night and day. Um, And at the same time, I kind of hope that you guys feel that way too, because that means that you have so much more to learn and that you don't know it all right now, even though you might feel like, you know, I know everything, I'm ready to go, I got it all figured out. Um, especially those kids that are in Grand PR and PRSSA and on the board and doing all these wonderful things. We, we really have this focus that we got it all together. And I think your other students feel that way by yourself too. Um, all of this to say, I think that at 20 years old, your outlook on what your future is like can be you know, just a morsel of what it actually is. It's like the tip of the iceberg, right? Like beneath it is so much more to explore. Um, so I think even so, like just digging deeper into what that is and also enjoying, I don't know, enjoying life at 20 because I know that you guys think college is hard, but like real life is harder. <laughs> <laughs> real life is a lot harder. Um, and college is really fun. Even being back on campus today, it's just nice. I'm like, oh, I'm in college again. Mm-hmm. This is so fun. Um, so yeah, I think just, yeah, 20, just remember that you're, and that's also a humbling moment too, to realize that you really don't know all that much, but you feel like you know a lot and you do know a lot. Um, but just remembering that there's so much more that's coming. Get ready. Awesome. Get ready. <laughs> Buckle in. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. I hope you've enjoyed listening to PR Hangover. If you'd like, you can give us a follow on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA, and you can check out our show notes at GVPRSSA.com.